0: On LinkedIn Live, I'm delighted that you've been able to to, to dial in. And today we have our uh, with us a CEO, a TEDx speaker, the author of a uh, purposeful hustle, um, the author of other books like I'm a Girl of Color, I'm a Boy of Color, um, a podcast um, uh, broadcaster, uh, uh, including uplifting impact, and a notorious bridge builder. So I'm delighted to welcome um, Diana Singh. Um, Deanna's uh, earned a Bachelor in Arts um, in Urban Studies from Fordham University, a Juris Doctorate from Georgetown University, a Master's in Business Administration from the University of Wisconsin in Madison, and a Certification in Diversity, Equity and Inclusion from Cornell University. And Deanna's internationally recognized for her work in leadership, diversity, equity and inclusion. So we're going to talk a little bit about um, driving change through the workplace inclusion, and Diana, welcome, and it's an absolute honor and pleasure for me to um, to have this discussion and, and, and be with you today um, on LinkedIn Live.
1: Well, thank you so much, John. I'm so happy to be here with you. I, and I'm so happy to be here on Science LinkedIn Live too, because Science really is just such an amazing organization and your emphasis on you know, diversity, equity, and inclusion, it's, re- it's really an honor to
0: be able to be with you and to be with the team. Fantastic, good, okay, so, um, a few questions if you if that's okay that we'll go through and, and I guess where I wanted to start. And you know, you're 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 infamous or renowned for your bridge building and the extensive work you've done around bridge building. So, you yeah, know, that metaphor of linking sort of uncommon cultures together. Um, do you want to sort of um talk a little bit about that and just sort of um tell us sort of what, what made it your life's work? Sure.
1: So I I appreciate you saying that. I think I'm still trying to get my bridge building certification because it's <laughs> a a lifelong long certification process, but I I do really think that being able to build bridges is the number one asset that I can bring into the work that I do. And what I mean by building bridges is being able to connect and build uh, relationships with people who come from a wide variety of different backgrounds. And as um, I shared with the science team earlier, I really come at this from, from both a personal and a professional perspective. From a professional perspective, it is the number one thing that I see great organizations and great leaders doing. And that is really bringing diversity, equity, and inclusion into who they are as an organization. And then I would tell you that from a personal side, being a child of an African-American woman and um, an, an Indian, and excuse me, an Asian Indian man, um, being from those two East and West cultures, I also know the power of that because I am a, a true reflection of those two cultures coming together. So I understand. I, I feel like I am a bridge in some ways. And so I understand uh, what can happen when you have that as part of who you are and what you do.
0: OK, absolutely. So and to sort of follow on from that, so, you know, if I want to be a bridge builder or the, some of our um, uh, viewers and listeners you know, want to be a bridge builder, what advice do you give? would you give us? And, and what are the steps we take and maybe some of the behaviors and, and, and qualities that we need to exhibit?
1: Absolutely. So I think that there's a couple of things that you do if you want to be a bridge builder. The first thing is you come to the work with humbleness. If you come to the work thinking, oh, I already know everything about this. I know exactly how I'm going to build this bridge. It's going to go like this and it's going to go from here to here and that's it. That's how we're going to do it. You are going to find that you build a bridge to nowhere because a lot of times, one of the number one things a bridge builder has to do is be humble enough to say, I don't know exactly what would be the way to create this bridge and to make this connection. So I'm going to come at this with a sense of, hmm. What 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 would this be? Right? A sense of humbleness and a sense of curiosity. I think the second thing you have to do is you have to listen. So a lot of times we have people who are like, I know the answer to this, I can solve this, or or I I um I want to make this happen so bad. They're so enthusiastic about it that they just want to go ahead and get right to action. And they don't want to take the time to actually stop and do some listening. And so the second thing I would say is how do you create opportunities for you to listen? You know, whether that's in what you read, what you listen to, what you watch, who you talk to, but how do you really create opportunities to listen? Because the listening component is how you are creating a bridge to the other space. If you don't Know what's happening on the other side. You haven't listened well enough to what's happening on the other side. You won't. Your bridge won't land in the right spot. It, it'll yeah. miss its target. So I think that's the second thing that I would say every bridge builder needs to have: so humbleness and curiosity, and the ability uh, to listen and and to see other people.
0: And in the, just sort of going back to the theme of our of our talk, yeah, the driving change. I mean, how does this then link through to you know change, innovation, um, you know, re-engineering the business? I mean, how to make the connection for us between, if you like, the bridge building and, and how that, for example, help with innovation, which is obviously something that every business needs to, to be doing, particularly in these times.
1: So if you think about this, even just like play with this analogy a little bit, if you are on an island all by yourself and the only resources that you can use in order to create a product or create a new idea or create a solution are the things that are on your island, you're going to have some limitations. The minute you are able to create a bridge to another island that has its own resources and has its own ideas and its own spaces, just by nature of being able to create that bridge, that ability to go back and forth, you have now doubled the things or tripled, quadrupled, right? Who knows how much you've added to what you are able to play with as you're building something new. So the analogy I think works really, really well because it's the same thing, right? When we're talking about diversity, equity, inclusion, when you're able to create bridges to other places, what you're actually doing is you are opening yourself up to have more ideas, more resources, more people who can help you achieve the mission that you have in front of you. So absolutely bridge building is critical um, to innovation.
0: Okay, and um, so so it, it, um, so the people you know it, you might be a great bridge builder, but you're in an organisation or you're working for a, a manager who maybe doesn't quite get it. So, what are some of the things you know the um, how would you approach that? You know, if there's some resistance maybe from your manager or some of your colleagues, so you're all into the idea of bridge building, and you're you've got the humbleness and you're open-minded but you're getting that resistance from other people so what are some of the techniques maybe you can you can look at how do you how do you sort of fight that resistance for want of a better phrase
1: so i think one of the things um whenever we trace resistance right one of the big things that's at the core of resistance is fear And so one of the things that I think is really important is just to try and understand and be empathetic. One of, you know, people say, well, this person's resisting. Well, have you tried to create a bridge to that person? Because bridge making is not just about making bridges to the people you want to have bridges with, it's about making bridges to all kinds of different people, even people who might have a different opinion about something you feel really passionate about. So I would say the first thing is really trying to understand, what might be the underlying fear or what might be the challenge that that person has when they're thinking about this idea of creating more inclusive spaces? So that's one thing is seek to understand. The second thing that I would say is really, really important is that if you have a leader who says you know what I'm, I'm resistant to this and and one of the reasons I'm resistant to this is because we already have so much work we, there's we can't add more things to what we're doing is to be able to step back and really help your leader see how diversity and equity and inclusion can be included in what you're already doing not an add-on but an enhancement and I think that's another really critical thing that that works a lot and I would say the third thing that works a lot is make the business case, right? It, sometimes the, the moral case, and I am like a believer that there is a very strong moral case for what we're doing. But if you're there and you're, per, you're a person that you're trying to convince um, isn't really buying the moral case, doesn't really see it, isn't connected to it, then try and think about what are the avenues that you can use to help them see the benefit. And one of those avenues may be thinking about it from a business
0: perspective okay yeah and it makes a lot of sense i think that ties into i mean one of the things i know when we were speaking earlier and and um it's really important within within science you know we talk about our values and we have our values first which is your yeah, fairness um integrity respect sincerity and transparency and i think you know you 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 you've made the point and maybe you sort of um highlight that of you know uh, when you have a dilemma or you're not quite sure or there's a there's a challenge about building the bridge, or there's that challenge reaching out. you know, the values piece becomes really important. Um, I don't know if you want to expand on that a little bit.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I think that the values piece is the critical component, right? Yeah. Because here's the thing about diversity, equity, inclusion work. It's hard. There are moments where you're going to be like, wow, it would just be so much easier for us to hire somebody who looks like everybody else on the team. Wow. It would just be so much easier for us not to you know, talk to somebody else from a, a different country or a different space. It would just be so much easier if we just. Yep. Right. I, there are going to be those moments. Mm-hmm. And I think that in those moments when you're up against ease or maybe it's efficiency or maybe it's comfort, that it's those moments where your values become really important. Because when you understand, like, this is bigger than just who I am, it's bigger than this one moment, it's bigger than this project, it really is the essence of who I am, which is what values are about. It's the essence of who we are as an organization. It allows you, even in those most challenging moments, to make decisions that really lead to greater inclusivity.
0: And I think you had a lovely um, example you you use, going right back to your your family and, and how that values piece really sort of work through i don't know if you want to share that or
1: oh absolutely you know so in in my family one of the things that i had the opportunity to talk about is that we often had a lot of people staying in our home we had a three bedroom ranch you know small square footage but we'd have on average more than 30 people living in this home and at any given time and so it created all kinds of you know different things and i know one of the challenges was are we at capacity, right? So one of the questions that my parents would get asked a lot, are are we, okay, is this capacity? Which is a very fair question. I mean, one and a half bathrooms doesn't go that far when you have 30 people in one space all trying to get out the house at the same time. Are we at capacity? And my father, uh, who just has filled me up with, I think so much wisdom, right? But this is one of the pieces I hold really, really dear is he would always retort when someone came and approached him with this. He would always say, well, what's more important? Helping somebody thrive or your comfort? It's a very simple question, right? What's more important? I remember he posed that question to me too, especially when I was a teenager and I wanted to spend more time with him, right? What's more
0: important,
1: (laughs) your comfort or helping a family thrive, helping them have a safe place, helping them get their feet on the ground. What's more important? And he always said, you know, one of the kind of the, the things that I really try and impress upon my own children. And I think it's something I try to live by, He always said, if you measure your success by what you do, about how successful you are, then you have a very narrow definition of success. And it's not really the right one. The way that you measure your success is by how those around you are doing. That's the better way to think about success. And so as a family, as a unit, That became one of our great values. And so when I think about service, when I think about Seva, right, when I think about those things that really are important in our family, important in what we do, it always comes back to that. And how could I not be inclusive? How could I not value diversity? How could I not value equity? When I understand that my success is not tied to who I am, it's really tied to how those around me are doing.
0: Yeah, I think that's a fantastic example. It makes a lot of sense. Um, Thanks for
1: letting me share that, John, too. I I hope my dad gets a chance to hear this so he knows I was listening to him.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure he'd be very proud. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, So I suppose, you know, just in the current climate, clearly the last sort of six, seven months have been um, a pretty strange time for all of us and we're all working from home. So um, I suppose a couple of questions. One, you know, um, does that make it harder to get the DNI message out um, and, and the sort of your work and, and, or does it actually throw out more opportunities for uh, for organizations to really break, embrace and, and drive through this um, this workplace inclusion?
1: So I am just the type of person who's always like a glass half full, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> <I'm> always... <laughs> so I always think like challenge, like amazing. That's an opportunity for us to yep. be able to think about how we can do things differently and how we can do things better. And I think the COVID actually, COVID-19 really provides an excellent opportunity for us to push a restart button for us to start to think about the things that we held to be incredibly true, right? Like this is a truth, in order for us to get work done, everybody has to come to the office. There are a lot of companies that believed that without a doubt that needed to happen. And what their people have been able to prove is that not only is that a false assumption, but it actually was something that was holding them back, right, holding their ability to move forward back. I don't want to pretend, John, that there's not challenges. There are definitely challenges. This is hard. Yep. Uh, we are having to pivot on a, I feel like, daily basis, yep. and, you <laughs> know, engineer what we want to do and how we do it. But yep. as we're doing that, we have the opportunity to do some of the things that we didn't do 10, 15, 20 years ago when we first put these practices in place. And that is layer on what does it look like to be more inclusive? So it's almost yep. like what an amazing opportunity for us to say, you know, that's the way we always did things. We cannot, literally cannot do things the way we always did things. So as we design how we're going to do things moving forward, let's do it in a more inclusive way. Um, and so I, I have found that this has just been a fascinating time watching organizations re-engineer the way they think about things.
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, certainly, yeah, I absolutely agree. And I think to follow into that, you know, you sort of, you look at, you know, as we sort of struggle to keep everybody engaged and to reach out to all our communities then it's a it's a really good example it's a really good opportunity to um, to hear from people who would normally get a voice and and maybe don't have the same opportunity to have the connect across the organization so um, absolutely. I think that's, that's absolutely right so um, there's a question that's come through so um, yeah how would one respond to resistance to change and and get out of the comfort zone?
1: So, getting out of your comfort zone. Um, I love this question, and I think yep. that people sometimes are a little disappointed with my answer, but I'm going to give it because I believe in it. for it. <laughs> so, I you know when people ask me this question, like, how do I get out of my comfort zone? Oftentimes, they're expecting me to say, you know, do this big, grand thing, right? Yep. Jump on a plane and go across the country. Uh, um, you know, sell all you have and go live in a place that big things. And I'm not knocking anybody for doing those big things. But I will tell you, John, that it's actually really small things that can make a huge difference. And one of the biggest things that you can do is actually try to diversify the inputs that you're putting into your brain. So that can be done as simply as listening to new podcasts from voices that are not part of your normal place where you get information, going on to LinkedIn Live and watching uh, an amazing John, you know, to have a conversation with an expert in a field maybe you don't know that much about. Uh, it, it means reading a book or, or watching a movie, uh, having a conversation with a coworker that maybe you you don't normally cross paths with, but you you set up a time to do a virtual coffee with. It's those little bitty things that we think, oh, that's not that big. That's not change. That's not huge. That's not changing policy. Uh, That's not, you know, starting an NGO. Those things are important. I will die doing those things, right, and supporting those things. But it's in these small spaces where we really push out our own mind and the inputs that we have that make the most transformation for us as individuals. And once we make those transformations, once we start to see, because we're listening to more podcasts and we're watching more videos and we're doing, once we start to see more women as leaders, guess what? It's not so hard to hire a woman as a leader. Once we start to, right? And so so those those small things actually lead to a lot of large growth and a lot of large opportunity. Okay.
0: Um, so I think maybe you had a couple of questions that you wanted to ask ask me.
1: Absolutely. So I think one of the big things that I just wanted to know is what is the future uh, of science? When you think about this diversity, equity and inclusion space, where do you see the company going and why is this important?
0: Yeah, uh, and... and- so, yeah, you know, I think you know, we, we absolutely subscribe to, um, to the view and, and the need to innovate and the fact that it's going to give us growth and all the metrics and, and everything we see. So, you know, I think the, you know, for us, you know, our journey um, in the future and, and, and what we're trying to do is we talk about values first. We have this agile frame, framework, which basically is our over, overriding strategy for the business around ambition, growth, investment, leadership and execution. And within that, you know, DNI, and and then we have a, a an embrace program really sits under that. So there's lots of things we're doing, and and I, I really loved your comment um, you made earlier about it's the small things. So one of the most successful things I think we've launched in in the company is we have these thing we have these um, this program called inclusion ambassadors. So they're normal people in the business, they're volunteers, they're in all the geographies, and the whole idea of inclusion ambassadors is that they're they're doing little nudges, so it's the little things, it's the ideas, it's the why didn't we put a little, why do not we change the banner at the bottom of an email, why didn't we mention? um And we had a great initiative where we sort of put um diversity matters at the bottom of our of our email signatures, or it's it's little things, um doing the, um, changing our recruitment ads so that they reflect more the diversity of the organisation. And these are these aren't big programs, they're not structured things, but they're. They're things that individuals can take on and drive. So this idea of inclusion ambassadors and, and nudges is a big thing in our business, and it's it's been really successful. Um, we're doing something called a Take Five program, which is kind of um, these cadence email service, um, series, which is really to provide inclusive leadership tips um, and kind of exercises to help us understand around inclusive leadership. So things like doing the unconscious bias test, though you know um, all the things that again will just help you know to your point earlier. Um, raise awareness and, and challenge a little bit the comfort zone that, that, that we all tend to operate in. Um, we've also, we have a DNI calendar, so we're aware of um, events around the world and things that are happening. So again, that's sort of giving some focus and, and then very specific things. So if we look at our recruitment, you know, we use a, a product called Tap Recruit, which is now enabling us to remove you know, any gender bias and discriminatory language from our job ads. And again, that's a very tangible thing, but we're seeing the benefit of that when we're going out to market, because immediately, you know, um, instead for an engineering role where we might have had um 80-20 split, we'd have a 50-50 split between gender. And that then immediately opens up the opportunities. Um, and then what we're also trying to do is kind of tap, bring that all together and and have a sort of um, a dashboard of metrics and and absolutely we're sort of we're trying to put together the the data that we can measure at the moment. And then build up on that, some of the metrics that will enable us to um, to track the progress. So those are just a few things that are sort of happening in our business.
1: Um, Jen. those are not a few things. That's a lot. Yeah. Of things, <laughs> <Yeah>. I? <laughs> and I think that that's so amazing. You know, as an organization, um, one of the things that I have a lot of people who will call me for coaching for is they'll call and they'll say, how do we get our senior leaders on board? and i'm so happy to see that science has that support right that the senior leaders are already on board that they really understand what's going on the other question that i will get uh, quite a lot is um you know what what happens when the senior leaders really really get it and but we don't know that the people who are working in our field or you know who are on on our teams understand the importance or they're taking on those leadership roles and it seems like at science you've got both uh, both groups really activated and and really moving forward, that is amazing.
0: I, uh, I, I think what, certainly from you know where I sit, you know, um, you know what's really nice is on the one hand, you know, we we discuss it at a board level, and the board, you know, our our independent directors get it and understand the importance of it and push us on uh, about it and, and want to know what's happening and what we're doing. But then we've got this grassroots sort of with the inclusion ambassadors, and that feels really good because it's you know we're coming at it. If you like, you know, it's it's not it's not just our DNA champion it's not just one or two people it's really sort of um, across the business which i think is hopefully a good thing for us
1: absolutely you know one of the things that we uh we chatted about is that every single person no matter what your title is no matter what organization you are I know we have some a lot of people from science but we also have a lot of, of guests who are joining our conversation it doesn't that doesn't really matter uh it, it it it's not that that gives you the power to be able to create bridges, right? It's not that that gives you the power to be able to to have relationships and to be able to create things that didn't exist previously. Right. I think that what gives you that power, what gives you that ability to do that is a just a personal desire of a, a set of values, right? and and a yeah. goal a passion for trying to find the humanity all around us. And I think that that's one of the most powerful things. Because once people realize that, wow, the amazing things that can transpire. You think about some of the greatest stories and greatest um, opportunities and greatest innovations that have happened in the world. It's been because somebody said, you know what, I don't know what's going on across the water over there. That water looks a little scary. It looks a little treacherous. I, 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 I'm I, not maybe the greatest swimmer, um, but I'm going to go and scout it out. Yep. I'm gonna, I'm going to see what's going on across that other, that that other side of the water, and I'm going to do it in a way that's graceful, and I'm going to do it in a way that really allows for uh, people to want to also create their part of the bridge, so we can connect it in the middle, and then yeah. we're going to invite other people to join it too. And I think, yeah. wow, just the power, right? It's yeah. like a metaphor. It's really the power of what can happen when that when that's when that's the premise.
0: And and so back to those common themes of curiosity humbleness and just um but also being being prepared to sort of take a bit of a risk and challenge challenge the challenge the status quo um so there's a if i may there's another question that's come through which is um so you know i guess the the, the comment is that we've been talking a lot about sort of people driving engagement and the work and, and and some of the um changes in the workplace environment but what about um, technology interventions and, and which which technology interventions do you believe, and I'll, I'll have a good answer to the question maybe as well, are creating some of the change that are in, enabling DNI.
1: Well, I would love for you uh, to start with that. I think Great. I have some ideas and some things that I've seen that are, are effective, but I'd love to hear what you what you all are thinking.
0: Okay, yeah, so uh, um, good question. I think, you know, I mean, just something like this, and, you know, I think the the the, the, the platforms and, you um, you know, StreamYard, LinkedIn Live, all these things are really helping, aren't they? Because, um, and every Teams call, I mean, I think, you know, we, we're, we, we've adopted uh, across the organization, micro Teams, what a fantastic platform for, um, and we talk about it being a collaboration platform, but actually it's just a very inclusive platform because everybody's on the same, literally on the same page, the same window, but also everyone can share their desktop and they, they can share their presentation equally Quickly and easily, and um, unless you know, so again, it's a great leveler, and and it just gives that accessibility to um, you know to global teams. So I'd say things like that become really important. Um, I'd say um, you know what we're doing, you know, in terms of yeah, uh, you know, the uh, I, I think also the wider social media becomes really important in this. So you know, the messaging and the the communication and the the consistency so you know you have your values we've got you know what the business is trying to do in terms of our, you know, our vision and mission and then it's reinforcing that through through social media and again that becomes a great way of people understanding um well yeah absolutely I, I i'm on board with this i get the message and and i feel included because i you know i can be part of i can be part of transmitting that you know the good things that the business is doing so there's a few thoughts from my side i'll it right over
1: to you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I think you've hit a, a number of the ones that I think are really powerful. I one of the big things is that People have a microphone now and you can see that people are actually using that microphone and using these platforms, whether it be, you know, social media, whether it be hosting their own webinars, right? That they're using their microphones to make sure that they're creating knowledge and providing opportunities for people to access knowledge. I I know that one of the things that we are going to be doing with our children, we have an eight and 11 year old, two, two little boys. Um, but one of the things that we're going to be doing with our children is actually allowing for them to to take Spanish this semester, but not just with their local Spanish uh, you know, class, but they're going to be taking Spanish with somebody across seas. And we actually already started uh, the program. It's amazing. But that wasn't yeah. something that was really part of what we were thinking about as, as yeah. a potential opportunity. Whereas now that is something that we're thinking about, like, wow, I wonder if yeah. we could if we could do this, if we can open wow. up. Yeah. Right. And so all of a sudden, I mean we were already part of this, you know, information age, like that that is what we are we are living through right now. But I think that it's making it even more accessible. So that's one huge thing. Everybody has a microphone. There's all these different platforms that we can go to. The knowledge is much more accessible. And our ability to create those bridges, uh, you know, and have just really meaningful relationships. I think about my own team. It's not as big as the science team, right? But I think about Mm -hmm. my own team. We have somebody in India, somebody in in the Mm -hmm. Philippines. We have somebody in Florida, we have some, right? We have people kind of all over the place and we can all come onto one screen in a way that we wouldn't have been able to facilitate if we didn't have these uh, technology platforms. So again, I think that it's going to open us up, right? It's gonna open us up to more talent It's going to open us up to thinking about how talent shows up in a different kind of way. Um, And I think that it it really is going to allow us to be, I cannot wait in five years from now to hear what my kids are making fun of us for doing, right? Because they're going to be like, we have this new technology that does, I can't even imagine it, right? Whatever Whatever it does. And it's going to be because of something that resulted from the experiences that we're having right now in this moment.
0: Yeah, and I think, yeah, I mean, you know, you, you know, and back to where we started the conversation around building bridges, I guess, what the technology is enabling us to do is just build lots more very different types of bridges. And it's just, you know, it, 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 in in previous, you know, I guess pre-COVID and certainly without the technology, we were restricted in how those bridges looked, um, um, physically and geographically. And now those those barriers aren't there and it's um, it makes it very exciting. Um, and I think, you know, particularly, You know, looking from a business perspective, the opportunities for innovation and the opportunities for for collaboration um, around ideas just become amazing. I mean, it's sort of um, what starting, you know, really, really, really gives um, uh, a huge opportunity for us all.
1: And I just want to applaud Science for making this, you know, using this platform as an opportunity. Not just to grow your own internal uh, team and provide professional development there, but also to think about, I think this is one of the other kind of great things about technology, is that we can can say, like, this is something that we're trying to train our team on, but this is also something that we value so much as an organization. We want all the people that are part of our network to be able to experience, and I think it's that kind of thinking right not so insular, not so this so small but this broader bridge breaking building thinking that really is going to transform and form what our our world looks like tomorrow
0: great and i think you know i'm just looking at the clock coming up to 30 minutes so i think that's a probably a really good place to stop and and thank you so much for the conversation um for everyone who dialed and listened thank you for taking the time it's been a great pleasure and um I uh, hope we'll get the chance to continue the conversation. Um, so
1: thank you, thank
0: you. bridges. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Okay.
1: thanks.